Hello, Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome to another Pittsburgh Voice from Across the Pond. I'm Owen, your podcast host here on Tuesday morning here in the UK, um, talking about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, my greatest, one of my greatest passions in life. Um, obviously, you know, biggest love of my life, my daughters and my family, but then the Pittsburgh Steelers are right up there behind them. Um, love my Pittsburgh Steelers, love my Pittsburgh Steeler football, love the passion of our Pittsburgh Steeler fans, our Steeler nation, uh, the biggest family in the world, bar none. Uh, the greatest family in the world, bar none as well. So, welcome to another pod here. Um, I want to thank you all for choosing to listen. If you've stumbled across this podcast, you know, give it a listen. Um, if you enjoy it, go back and listen to some of my other podcasts about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, that would be fantastic if you could. A reminder that I'm on Twitter, at Nation, Britsburg Owen on Twitter. Um, also on Instagram, Britsburg Owen. Um, Facebook, I have a group called Britsburg. Please feel free to join that. Um, ask to join and if you're part of Steeler Nation you'll be approved not a problem um, so plenty of areas there to join in with um, also my YouTube channel Britsburg uh, Voice from Across the Pond as well is at, is starting to get up and running so please feel free to please subscribe to that and watch some of the videos on there still quite amateur at the moment still trying to get up with it trying to get down with this streaming thing um, but going forward, this is going to be, uh, this, you know, this is fantastic. I love doing this. I, you know, the chance I get to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, about the NFL, about American football, you know, one of my great passions in life. Um, for this journey that I'm on, you know, I've been just a personal note here, you know, for the last five years, I've been on a bit of a journey, uh, rebuilding my life after a pretty bad state of things, bad things happening in my life, um, in 2016, um, and now for the last five years started to rebuild um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have certainly helped with that you know giving me a focus giving me something to really get my teeth into and, and an alternative to take me away from uh, the problems that I had um, at the end of 2016 that, that caused um, all the problems and caused me to have to rebuild my life from the bottom up so enough of my depressing rubbish uh, let's talk Pittsburgh Steelers now uh, Sunday's game, you know, still fresh in the memory. Um, I think, you know, the overwhelming sense, you know, yeah, we lost the game, but the overwhelming sense for me is pride. Pride in how the boys battled back and they fought. Um, you know, despite the fact that defence was very, very much undermanned, um, it was a case of they fought till the end. They really did put the effort in. Uh, and, you know, we're unlucky not to get a victory out there on the West Coast against the uh, against the LA Chargers. You know, if you consider that that defense didn't have TJ Ward, it didn't have Minka Fitzpatrick, it didn't have Joe Hayden. You know, we haven't won a game this year when TJ's been missing. We haven't won a game since 2017 when Joe Hayden's been missing. And not having Minka is is a massive thing. You know, he's our last line of defense, our our security blanket, if you will. And not having Minka there, it's just it's just a massive thing. You know, as as well as Trainor would tries, you know. We've got to remember this guy is a seventh round pick. He's a rookie. Um, Carl Joseph is just trying to, is just coming back as well. You know, it was a UDFA picked up. Uh, then you've got a situation where, you know, you've got other guys trying to come in. Um, okay, Keller Witherspoon, who is absolutely toilet. He is lousy. Um, got picked on quite a lot in that game by Justin Herbert. But there was other players on that pitch, you know, players that you've never heard of before. Um players that when you saw their numbers and if their names weren't mentioned you were having to go I was having to Google who they were, you know, like Delante Scott who wore Ryan Shazier's 
number 50. Uh, Derek Archibong, who apparently used to play for the Bears. Um, you know, it was just a case of a bit of a mishmash, a bit of a Fred Carno's army, a bit of a um, trying to find some pieces to fill holes. Um, Taco Charlton as well who had a very disappointing game for me you know when you consider this guy was a first round pick and he was picked two or three picks ahead of TJ Watt by the Dallas Cowboys you, you wonder what the Cowboys were thinking and uh, and you wonder what what Taco must have been in college to be to stand out that much and be seen as better than TJ um, how anybody can be better than TJ is beyond me TJ in my opinion is the best defensive player in the NFL um, he is just a phenomenal generational talent and I think will be a future Hall of Famer and will go down in Pittsburgh Steeler history as one of the greatest ever Pittsburgh Steelers Mark today in my podcast I want to focus on our defense and I want to focus on um, criticism they've taken and talk about how for the talent that we've got this season we are actually doing quite well yes you know we are ranked 26th in the league for uh, our rushing defense uh, giving up about 126.6 yards per game and we're ranked middle of the pack 15th 16th in our passing defense however we're ranked very highly up in the rankings for points given up take out the 41 points against the Chargers obviously but you know before that we were not a team that gives up a lot of points um and that's you know credits at a defense i i think the coaches are doing very well with the talent they have at their disposal now if you consider this in my opinion free agency uh, the cap coming down due to covid um has really killed the Steelers on defense. Um, if you think about what we lost, what we lost in the off season, who did we lose in the off season? That's you know, have a think about that for a minute. We lost some quality players in the off season, some players that made a real difference um, to the to to our Pittsburgh Steelers, to our Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and gave us depth that leads to now players having to start who perhaps were depth pieces last year, um, or were part of a rotation. Uh, that made our defence as strong and as elite as it was last year and the year before. Now, let's have a look at who did we lose. Who did we lose in the off-season? And there's some big names there. Big names. Now, first of all, if you think about it, we had, we like to have that three-headed monster, an outside linebacker, that three-headed monster to get after the quarterback, to sack the quarterback. For years and years, Pittsburgh Steelers have led the NFL in sacks on the quarterback and having that three-headed monster who can go in there and attack the opposition quarterbacks, not give them time to progress through their reads, not give them time to to escape from the pocket, to get after them, put them under pressure, make them make mistakes. And last year we had Bud Dupree, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. Now this year we've lost Bud Dupree in the offseason. Who do we replace him with? Melvin Ingram. Ingram has gone now. Now we have Taco Charlton, Derek Tuska with the greatest respect to those two guys. They're not in the same league as Ingram and they're not in the same league as Dupree. So losing Dupree was a big loss. And I'll talk a bit more about, about each of these players in a minute. Who else did we lose from our team? Mike Hilton. Now, Mike Hilton, yeah, as a cornerback, okay, not the best cover cornerback as we're seeing this year for the um, Cincinnati Bengals. But what did Hilton bring to the game? He was a solid slot corner. He was a blitzing slot corner. He was in there. He helped to stuff runs. He helped to, he helped to sack the quarterback. He was a threat in there. And that blitz threat that he provided is, is singularly missing this year. The Steelers are trying to replace Hilton by committee this year. If you look at what we're trying to do this year at slot, you've got Morley, you've got Norwood, you've got Sutton sometimes moving inside. So 
It's a committee approach to replace one player, which perhaps shows the value that Hilton had. Who else went? Stephen Nelson. Okay, Nelson was only with the Steelers for two seasons, but if you consider that Nelson was a very good cornerback, he, he, he you know, had pace, he helped shut down receivers. With him and Hayden at cornerback, we had real strength there. Now, Cam Sutton has done a good job. James Pierre is doing a good job, but Stephen Nelson was an experienced vet. Now, you take an experienced vet out of your defense and you replace it with, remember, now, James Pierre is in only his second year. He's a, he was an undrafted free agent coming out of college. He would, you know, he is still very inexperienced in NFL terms. So taking putting him in to replace Nelson, obviously, is taking a lot of experience out and putting in a young player. Cam Sutton, another young player, okay, very little with not as much NFL experience as Nelson. You know, when you take vets out and replace them with young players, it takes time for those young players to come on. And I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about Sutton. I'm excited about Pierre. We've got a lot of good young players, and that really bodes well for the future for the Steelers. But at present time, we are really missing these players that we lost during the offseason. Who else did we lose during the offseason? Okay, we didn't lose him to any another team. We lost him to retirement on the first day of training camp. Vinnie Williams, Vince Williams, Vinnie Vidivici. He was, a, not only was he a quality inside linebacker, not only was he a quality run stuffer, not only was he a quality threat to the quarterback, he was a leader on our team. And I don't believe that, you know, as, as well as Joe Schobert has done since he's come over, you know, leads the team in tackles this year. He's not Vince Williams. Maybe as well, Devin Bush is suffering from not having Vince Williams there alongside him. You know, when Devin was playing well, he had Vince Williams alongside him. He's got had Vince Williams' experience, his leadership, and his talent there. And I think losing Vince Williams was another massive thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, not only have we lost players to other teams, and I'll talk about those players and their, and their production shortly, we've lost players to injury. Now, I know we've lost TJ, Minka and Joe in recent weeks to injury. That's what I call short-term. Short-term injury, but long-term injuries have cost the Steelers as well. Now, who else have we lost? Now, if you think about it, Tyson Alualu. Tyson Alualu is done for the season. He broke his... Um, Ankle, ankle, you know, the second game of this season. Since then, he's gone. And how do we miss him? His presence in the middle of that line to stuff that run, to support our run defense, is absolutely vital. Chris Wormley is a good depth piece. He is a good backup player. He's not Tyson Alualu. He's doing a damn good job this year. He's stepping up. He's trying his heart, bless him. But he is not Tyson Alualu. Tyson Alualu, or Alualu, is was a quality player in that middle and our d-line has always been one of our strengths taking out one of our key pieces of our d-line weakens our run defense so no wonder we're struggling this season with our run defense no tyson alulu to stuff up that middle now the other thing is if you consider that our d-line currently is hayward who is absolutely awesome you know i said in a tweet yesterday that i wish the guy was british because we could knight him so cameron hayward um then you've got Wormley and Bugs, Loudermilk, um, Davis when he's fit, uh, Henry Mondo, who are all good depth pieces. But we are missing Stefan Tuitt. Stefan Tuitt is a quality D lineman. His production is excellent. He gets after the quarterback. He helps to stuff the run. Now, if you think about a defensive line, there's Cameron Hayward, Tyson Alualu, and Stefan Tuitt. How good is that D line? The running backs, they don't won't get they don't get past that line. They don't get into the linebackers to make Bush look 
trouble as troubled as he is. That's another thing. Bush is struggling this year. But look at the D-line in front of him. You know, the D-line in front of him is not as strong. The, the, the offensive linemen are getting into the linebackers. The, run, the running backs are getting through that D-line straight into, straight into our linebackers. And that's leading to us really struggling with our running defence. If we had Tuit and Alu Alu along with Haywood, it would have made a, make a massive difference this year. Those two players are absolute pure quality. If you think about a starting Steeler defence last year of Tyson Alu Alu in the middle, flanked by Haywood and Tuit, then at linebacker you had Dupree and, Hay- and Watt on the outside with Bush and Williams in the middle, cornerbacks Nelson and Hayden. Safeties, Edmonds and Fitzpatrick. That was strong. That was strong. But you take four pieces out of that and replace them with young players. Yes, young players are great to have on the team, but they're young. They're inexperienced. They're still learning. And the NFL is a tough league to learn in. And, you know, they've done well this year. I'm not talking down about Cam Sutton, about James Pierre. You know, those players, they're, they're trying their heart out. They're good players. And in years to come, they, I think they're going to show exactly how good they are. You know, I, I think they're going to be really high-quality players who are going to prove that they're one of the, some of the best defensive players in the NFL. But if you look at de- de- losing, those four players that we lost in the off-season was fundamental to weakening this defense. And they weren't really replaced Okay, Dupree was replaced by Ingram, but Ingram's gone now. Who have we got? Like I said, Tushka or Tuski or Tushy or whatever he's called, and Charlton. Dupree played 81 games for the Steelers. He had 231 tackles. He had 169 solo tackles, 72 assisted tackles, 39 and a half sacks, and eight forced fumbles. And if you look at his production in the last two years with the Steelers, in 2019, he played every game in the regular season. It's just a regular season stats. He had 68 tackles. He had 49 solo tackles, 19 assists, 11 and a half sacks, and four forced fumbles. You're taking 11 and a half sacks straight out of that team. Now, Alex Highsmith is doing really well again. He's starting to get his performances back to where we expect them to be. And he looked great on um, Sunday night against the Chargers. Big respect to Alex Highsmith. I'm a big Alex Highsmith fan. Now. I firmly believe that Alex Highsmith is going to be an absolute beast in the years to come. But imagine if we still had Highsmith, Watt and Dupree. Okay, We haven't replaced Dupree. Who can, who's there to spell Highsmith and Watt the same quality? If you think about it, last season, they had Highsmith to come in and spell what? Spell Dupree. That was awesome. That gave us real depth there. It's what we haven't got this year. With the greatest respect to Taco Charlton, with the greatest respect to uh, Derek Tushka, Tushka, they're not Bud Dupree. They're not Alex Highsmith quality. You know, they're not in the same standard even as Melvin Ingram. They're, they're not those players and the fact that we didn't couldn't keep hold of Quincy Roche who is now doing well with the Giants is another big you know loss for us going forward um, this season you know 2020 we know what happened Dupree got himself injured he, he tore his ACL up and he was out after only 11 games but if you look at those production by Bud Dupree in those first 11 games 31 tackles 20, 23 solo tackles 8 of those assisted 8 sacks in 11 games he'd already got 8 sacks he was only 3.5 sacks behind his previous production um, in the in 2019 I firmly believe that if Dupree had played those 5 more games it would have Sacks would have been around 12, 13, 14 sacks. And then two forced fumbles, which, okay, half the number of 2019. But again, he still had five games to go. So you take those out of the lineup. If in the last two years, Dupree has 
contributed 19 and a half sacks he's contributed uh, 99 tackles he's contributed six forced fumbles that's a big thing to take out of the line and then replace with players that are not the same standard as bud dupree and that's not the steelers fault end of the day you can't replace players of dupree's caliber with with the situation we're in at the moment with the cap the cap was reduced because of covid we've really suffered with cap and free agency and kevin colbert mike tomlin and mark khan have all done their best to try and replace these players but with the greatest will in the world it's going to be tough now mike hilton take hilton for example hilton had played 59 games for the steelers 237 tackles 186 solo tackles 51 assisted tackles Nine and a half sacks. Nine and a half sacks for a cornerback. That's fantastic. Three forced fumbles and seven interceptions as well. Sorry, he's having a quick sip of coffee there. Keep me going. Um, 2019, he played 16 games. 65 total tackles. 52 solo tackles. Um, one and a half sacks. One forced fumble. One interception. You know, he contributed. Contribution. Contribution by a guy who was not a starter. 2020, 12 games. 51 total tackles, 42 solo tackles, three sacks in 12 games, one forced fumble and three interceptions. Great production from him in just 12 games there from Mike Hilton. And again, we've taken that out of the team and with the great whistle in the world, you know, Trey Norwood has done a good job since he's come, in, he's come into the team. Campus Sutton is doing a good job. James Pierre is doing a good job. But they're not producing to the same level as Mike Hilton. And that's not their fault. You know, they're, they're inexperienced young players. So let's let's move on to look at the next player that we lost in that lost Stephen Nelson. Stephen Nelson, two seasons, thirty games, one hundred and nine tackles, ninety five solo tackles, fourteen assisted tackles, zero sacks, zero forced fumbles, but three interceptions. Again, production, production, production. This guy is a vet. He's experienced. He knows the reads. He knows the positions. He knows how to play the game. And we replaced him with those younger players, good up and coming younger players, but younger players all the same. So. Vinny Williams, Vinny Williams, Steeler legend, you know, a guy who's going to go into a Hall of Honor. Not a Hall of Famer, but definitely going to a Hall of Honor, I think, in the future. 121 games played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 479 total tackles, 333 solo tackles. 333 of those solo tackles. He's a beast. 146 assisted tackles, 20 and a half sacks. Two interceptions as well, playing inside linebacker. You know, stuff the run, stuff the run. Get in there, support that those front three, and stuff the run. You take Vinnie Williams out. You know, T- Showbert is a good cover linebacker. Devin Bush is a cover linebacker. You know, both of them are not great at stuffing the run, and that's why our run defense is suffering this year. Vinnie Williams is a massive loss. You look at Alualu and. To it as well. Alouelu, 64 games played, 146 total tackles, 78 solo tackles, 68 assisted tackles, 7 sacks, 2 forced fumbles. Stefan Tuitt, 91 games played, 245 total tackles, 175 solos, 70, uh, 70, 70 assisted tackles, 34 and a half sacks. You know, that's a big production to take out of your team. 6 forced fumbles, 1 interception, and again, a fundamental part of our run defence. You know, what does we play? We look at, you know, I've mentioned people who've replaced and Williams, obviously been replaced by Sherbert, Tuitt, by Bugs, by Mondeau, by Davis, Alou, Alou, by Wormley, and Nelson, by Sutton, by Pierre. You know, I've got, I've got nothing but admiration for these guys. They're all Pittsburgh Steelers. They put on the black and gold suit of armor every Sunday and they go out there and they fight for our team. But let me tell you something this defense has suffered because of the losses it's taken over 
the off-season and during the season with injuries. When you add in the injuries we had on Sunday with Joe Hayden, TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, if you consider that, you know, that's five players out of our this year's roster injured. But looking at the wider picture, the wider picture, that is taking out nine defensive starters from last year. Nine out of the 11 starters from last year. That is a huge thing. You know, that production taken out of that defense. So to say, you know, we're midway on the passing statistics. We're, okay, we're struggling run defense. But I've shown you why we're struggling on the run defense. We're struggling on the run defense because we've taken out key members of that D-line. That first line of defense that are vital to stopping the run. No wonder Devon's struggling this year. No wonder Chobit struggles, struggles at times. You know, the running backs are getting through that D-line. The offensive line of the opposition are getting into the linebackers and blocking for, uh, for the running backs. That's why we're struggling. You know, I think that we've got to give credit. We've got to give credit this year to our defensive coaches. You know, if you think about it, we are competing with some really good teams this year in the AFC North. You know, Cleveland have got probably the best O-line in the league. They've got a pretty good defense too. Baltimore, always been renowned for a good defense and a good running game. And obviously Cincinnati are up and coming team and are doing well this season. And we are really fighting hard fighting hard despite the fact we've lost all these players so credit needs to go to Keith Butler to Jerry Olofsky the linebacker coach Terrell Austin the secondary coach Cal Dunbar the D-line coach you know with what they've got at their disposal which is not the same as last year they are doing a good job you know we have got a winning record at the moment five four and one and we're going into games that are going to decide our future but I want to give credit to our de- to our defensive coaches. You know, yes, we're you know we're struggling our rush defense, but I've told you why that is. Pass defense, middle of the road again. You know, with a young secondary that's learning the game still. Yes, we've got Minka Fitzpatrick and Tara Edmonds, but and Joe Hayden. But you know, you've got that other corner there that is still learning the game. And Joe Hayden's been out this year as well. You've also got a situation where you know, in terms of younger players in that D line, the D line have had to really try this year to overcome the problems it has. You lose to it, alo-alo. You lose two fundamental pieces of your defense and replace them with young players or inexperienced players. You know, Loudermilk is doing a good job and he's one for the future. Davis, Bugs, again, played well, playing well, but they're not to it. They're not alo-alo. And that's a, and they're big losses. You weaken any other team in the AFC or in the NFC by taking out key pieces of their defense, they're going to struggle. I want to just say that, you know, I've got full respect for Keith Butler, for Jerry Olovsky, for Mike Tomlin, for Terrell Austin, for Carl Dunbar, for the job they're doing this year. This team is really is trying to, is outperforming the talent they've got. And, you know, yeah, it's really exciting for the future to have these young players, Trey Norwood, James Pierre, Cam Sutton, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Bugs. <coughs> players of this, Alex Heisman, players of this caliber, these young lads that are coming through, it's exciting for the future. But in this short term now, this is why the defense is perhaps not the defense it was of previous years. But they're still doing a phenomenal job. They're not giving up massive amounts of points. Yes, they did against the Chargers. But you look about look at the Browns game. They only gave up 10 points against the Browns. Browns that had, you know, Nick Chubb still playing. They had players playing that of real quality. Jarvis Landry as well. They gave up, they've given up 
very few points in the games before. They've kept our teams under 30 points, yet with a defence that is still learning the game and doing the best that it can. So I just want to give credit to our defence this year. And I want us to get, I want you to really think about what we've lost before you criticise our defence. You know, we've lost some fundamental pieces to free agency. Dupree, Hilton and Nelson. We've lost Williams to retirement. We've lost Tuit and Alu Alu to injury. Six key defensive pieces that whilst they've been replaced, they haven't been replaced by the same quality of player and that's because we've replaced them with younger players players who need to learn the game and will do I think do phenomenally well with the coaches that we have at Pittsburgh you know Mike Tomlin is a great defensive coach Keith Butler is a very experienced defensive coordinator Terrell Austin has been a fantastic secondary he's doing a great job with the secondary teaching the secondary and bringing them on Jerry Olovsky, again, another good linebacker coach. Carl Dunbar. Carl Dunbar did a brilliant job of keeping Tyson Alulu in, Alu in Pittsburgh. And full respect to him for that. So, guys, let's get behind our defence and think about what we had last year to what we've got this year and how well they are doing considering what they've gone through over these past few months with free agency taking away players and injury taking away players. We've got a hope, of course, that going into these next two massive AFC North games against the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, we can get Minka Fitzpatrick back, we can get Joe Hayden back, and most importantly, we can get TJ Watt back. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, they're our pass rush. Okay, You take out TJ, you're taking out a fundamental piece of that team. Do you think Herbert would have the freedom to run like he did if TJ had been chasing him down on Sunday? Uh-uh. TJ would have been in his face and all over him and losing TJ is a massive loss and with the greatest will Taco Charlton Derek Tushka cannot replace TJ Watt so that's what I want to talk about this morning our defence and how I think the defence is doing remarkably well considering all things that they've been through this past off season and this season Looking ahead to this week, what are we going to be talking about? So tomorrow, um, Wednesday, hopefully we'll be talking about the Mike Tomlin press conference, which is uh, today at noon uh, Pittsburgh time, five o'clock UK time. Uh, looking forward to hearing what Coach Tomlin has to say. Um, hoping that um, we can get to find out a little bit more about what's happening with Tua as well. Maybe when he'll be back, if and when he will be back, because we need him back in the team. Um, also talking about Pittsburgh Steeler news and bringing sort of summary of things together on Wednesday. Thursday, a big day in the States, Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to be putting out a podcast um, talking about uh, the Steelers' Thanksgiving history, the games the Steelers have played on Thanksgiving. Now, I know the Cowboys, Lions, Bears are traditional um, Thanksgiving teams, but the Steelers have played on Thanksgiving, and I'll be putting together a short pod about Thanksgiving um, that if you want to listen to over there in the States to help your Thanksgiving along. Um, then that would be fantastic. You know, I really hope that this podcast has been, you know, uh, is, is listened to not only just in the UK, but in America and all over the world, all where Steeler Nation reside. Friday, um, we're going to talk a bit more about um, the Steelers and some general things about the Steelers. Saturday, we'll be doing our pre-game pod. And then Sunday is game day, game day against the Cincinnati Bengals um, with a six o'clock UK kickoff, one o'clock kickoff Pittsburgh time looking forward to watching that game uh, really live for Sundays really live for that really live for the game on a Sunday so 
bring it together thanks again for listening to my podcast uh britsburg a voice from across the pond i hope you've enjoyed it and i hope that uh, the facts and figures that i've put out there today have been of some use to you and have been helpful um wishing you all the best for this week um all the best to our american listeners and to my american brothers and sisters who are working who are going towards thanksgiving on thursday um hope you have a really great time with your family but more of that later in the week um Thanks for listening. Here we go, Steelers.